Hello everybody and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to live for with Shanti, it's me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. Allow me to introduce you to Molly. She's the youngest guest so far and is full of great ideas and passion. It was a great experience to talk to her what music has meant to her and what her future plans are. Molly is also the singer, songwriter and ukulele player in the family band Rising Dub, where she plays with her father. So let's go! Check this out. Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. Today I'm here with Molly Jervis, a young artist from the UK. Hi Molly, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all fine, thank you. Um, as we were talking before the episode, I'm, I met you, uh, well, I get in touch with you online on Instagram and I was really curious about your page, uh, about Uh, your music, your band. So I think that, first of all, I will let you introduce yourself for the audience and then we, go, we will go straight on the topic bands. Yep. Um, so I'm Molly. I'm 18. Um, I've just finished school. So I'm in a little gap between go leaving school and going to uni. And I'm in a band with my dad and my dad's friend. I sing and write all of the songs And my dad plays bass and his friend plays the cajon, which is a type of drum that you sit on. So oh. um, quite an unusual setup. <laughs> yes. So this is something that I found really, really interesting is that um, it seems like to be like a, like a family project in some ways. I mean, is your father that introduced you to, to the music? Um, somewhat, yeah. My, my dad's always been in bands throughout his life um but I can't I suppose I kind of introduced myself to music because when I was very young I'd always wanted to play something um I think the first time I experienced music live was when I was about five and I saw a harpist just um you know just playing in the streets and you know I wanted to learn the harp and my mum said oh no the harp's far too big you're not to learn the harp so mm -hmm. I ended up learning piano, which is even less convenient to travel with. But um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm classically trained as a pianist, but I taught myself to sing and play ukulele, which is what I do in the band. Um, Dad's completely self-taught and so is our drummer. So it's, it's quite a free and fun kind of adventure for us all, the band, really. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I suppose you could, you could say that it's my dad that's, encouraged my interest in music at least to an extent mm -hmm. so the band name is Russian Dove right and how would you describe it this band um well people always struggle to describe us actually because they, they say that we're such a, a unique sound that it's hard to to sort of assign a word to it but um I think, well, having fun is our main kind of aim with it and to, to convey that to an audience, which is really satisfying when you see people dancing and singing and, you know, people have started to recognise our original material now, which is great because, they, you know, they sing along and it's just nice to be on stage and see people engaging with you as well. You know, it's, it's a two-way sort, of, um, sort of thing when you're on stage and the, the audience are enjoying it with you because they kind of come on the adventure with you then. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's great. That's good. Mm -hmm. As an influence for, for your sound, you, you, you go back to uh, traditional, um, I, would, I would say, music from, you, from the, where you live, or you get inspiring for, for many different uh, genres? Yeah, lots of different things. Um, the covers we do with the band are... I really struggle to cover something 
like it should be, if that makes sense. So everything, everything we cover ends up in our own kind of style as well. So mm-hmm. obviously the words and the progressions are the same, but people wouldn't, if you didn't know the song, you could assume it was an original song because everything's done in our kind of style. Um, and what with having such an unusual ensemble with me singing ukulele, cajon and electric bass, mm-hmm. um, there's not really that many things that sound much like us. But um, we've got one original song that's kind of reggae style, um, which is about people thinking my ukulele is a guitar and how much that annoys me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, all sorts of influences. Not so much... Um, well, I suppose you could you could say some of it's traditional. The, the lyrics are more in, more traditional than the actual musical style, I would say, mm-hmm. um, because Cumbria is very rural, which is where I live, Cumbria, and some of our songs kind of take take from that. So there's one about um, called the Environmentalist about sort of climate change and how the landscape is gradually becoming industrialised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, so his songs are about anything and everything, you know. Um, if you see, you know, we've got one about a homeless person who I saw um, and giving him a guitar <laughs> so he can learn to make his own money and things like that. And it's just, you know, inspiration's everywhere when you look for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that that's amazing. Um, I think... I I saw a couple of picture uh of of you playing live and uh, I saw a couple of videos and uh I was really really uh, amazed to see the audience so it seems to pay attention and be there while you were playing so uh, um even I've never had the chance to see you um playing live but uh, I also had like a a positive feedback from this picture and and this is also uh increase my curiosity you know to talk to you because i say oh uh that sound it's interesting and the topics you brings out also as you said i mean this more thing is, is, a, is a cool um i would say connection to i would say like a kind of popular music and traditional music but you you give it your spin on it and uh, like this but and um How is playing in a band with a family member? I mean, it's it's hard sometimes, or it, or it's definitely something that 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 makes a difference. Um. Well, it, <laughs> if we argue in rehearsal, um, <laughs> I like to joke that I don't get tea, but it's it's only a joke. Um. No, we we tend to. Well, my dad might come up with a riff for something and just come out of nowhere and say, oh, look, this is a riff. So there's kind of a bit of crossover, but largely it's kind of a separate relationship. Um, so it just so happens that my dad happened to play bass and I happened to pick up a ukulele and they sounded okay together. So, yeah, we we I've only been singing since 2016. That's mm-hmm. when the band started. Um, and dad taught himself bass I taught myself ukulele and Simon our drummer's been a drummer for ages but he's never played the cajon you know he's, he's played in big punk bands actually that's his his main genre um, so it's it's a new thing for all of us but as, as you don't really see the family things much I guess we I guess we kind of have a dynamic because of that and there's a lot of chemistry in the band because obviously Simon's a family friend. So there's, you know, we already knew each other. So that was quite, um, quite helpful. And you can have banter and stuff, but there's not, we don't argue about home stuff in, in band and vice versa. Yeah. It's just definitely just, just there is a what is music related yeah. is music. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Because, um, yeah, yeah. I was having, um, a, a small conversation with a good friend of mine from Italy and that, um, What happened is that Italy in this period of COVID had really uh, hard times because uh, there are a lot of restriction. Uh, since a long time, even before Switzerland, they decided to start a lockdown and everything. And um, and we stay in contact from the first day of lockdown and 
at the beginning was really hard for each one you know of them you know everybody in this place like this but now after one year um they decided to start a new musical project and they are now releasing some good music um and what i think is positive for that is um what is friendship or being in contact with somebody you feel good you feel good uh, with, you, with whom you have a good balance um it's definitely healthy but also Create the create the creativity increase, and um, and and you 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 see it in the result in the music, and it's something that's sparkling. I don't know. It's just that just a feeling. The fact that of playing with um with somebody, playing together, um and one part of the of the discussion we have was about uh, nowadays, uh, and this maybe I need your opinion as a young musician. Um, because nowadays it seems that technology uh, makes you able to produce yourself on your own. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes without thinking, oh yeah, I need to find somebody playing bass, I need somebody playing drums, you know. And so in some ways you can synthesize it. <laughs> yeah, and in some ways it's positive because it allows you to to be creative, but at the same times mm -hmm. you it's like you cut. A part of this process of, or, or as a, of getting to music or understand how live music works. I mean, uh, I can only talk from my personal experience. I remember being a teenager, and um, the first rehearsal I've done as a drummer, I remember the song was Blitzkrieg Bop of the Ramones. You know, we were at the time where we wanted to have a punk rock band, and this is, I think, one of the first covers you play. And, and uh, but it, it was good about the sound and everything, but it was a good as personal experience. I was there in this room with people that I consider my friends, still consider my friends nowadays. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, it seems to me that um, this new process of create music sometimes um, avoid a little bit this experience of sharing the passion with somebody. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that because music is kind of a unifier, isn't it? And it's universal and it can be enjoyed by everybody and it's supposed to be enjoyed by everybody. You know, it's something that connects us all, which is fairly rare to find. There's not many things, not many concepts that people actually can enjoy together, really. Um, I mean, obviously there's personal preference, but as it, I've never met anybody that, hates music as all all forms of music um so to remove that personal element and that communal element of kind of sharing the, the experience with people um you know if you just use technology to produce your own music it, it seems almost heartless to me a lot of it because mm -hmm. it's it's that kind of shared experience that that has the magic really isn't it And with what you were saying earlier about having looked at the pictures of our gigs and, you know, there was that positive energy and feeling like you were there, all of that comes from both the band's dynamic and also the interaction with the audience. And that's what, what generates that, that kind of positive energy. So it's less easy to access that if you manufacture and synthesize the music on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you can you can produce something that sounds good, but it it's not so much about the experience. It's more about the technical side of things, which has its place. But you know, if you it, it depends why you're producing music, I suppose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a question of of like your motives behind producing yes. the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that. Um, I was I would say the problem of this of this specific point of make music on your own is that um yeah it seems it seems like uh, everything could be done like this I don't know I as I said I'll talk about my personal experience that one of the greatest point it was to be there with somebody else like see that it's a machine yeah. working and slowly of course at the beginning 
out of time, out of tune and everything. And, <laughs> and then with the time you feel that you, you reach that balance, you know, and, and then the first time you're on stage is also another kind of experience because you see your friends, I mean, standing behind on the drums, you know, you see the guitar player and everybody uh, jumping around, moving like this. And it seems to me that um, maybe, maybe it would be like something, some, 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 something missing in the end, you yeah. know, through the process. But yeah. Um, that's the humor that's missing, I suppose. Yes, right. It's entirely to, to man- manufacture a sound. Uh, what kind of music are we talking about here? I assume you're talking about electronic generated music, generally. Yeah, I mean, the example brings out um, with his friends was uh, the new uh, pop punk bands now are trending on YouTube. Um, definitely a cool mm-hmm. sound. Um, very good produced. Um, but uh, uh, as I said, what you see in the videos uh, is just is this one person band i would say you know uh maybe for a, uh, a scenic reason there is somebody playing in the, in the background but it, you know you, you don't have the feeling of of uh, having somebody uh particip- active participating on that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a good question yeah because you could you could think is it the kind of music you would listen to on your own with your headphones well, more so than you would go and listen to it. You wouldn't necessarily go to a concert of that because mm-hmm. of it lacking that warm and human element. But then again, you could argue that you could, because if you went to a, a, a club with a DJ on um, with your friends, that's another way to that, that music acts, you know, is in a kind of catalyst for having a nice time with your mates. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it, it could be argued the other way that it, it does have an element of bringing togetherness. But I understand your point that it's, it's lacking sort of warmth and humanity, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the band and live experiences. Uh, you played just in the UK or did you already had some, I mean, before COVID, you had the chance to come also to Europe uh, and play here some gigs? No, um, I've never actually left the UK. I've never been abroad. Um, we were, we nearly got to Belgium with school. That wasn't with the band, but um, <laughs> it was just as COVID was starting last year. So it, it, mm-hmm. it got cancelled. Um, so yeah, I've never left the UK, but we've had um, some gigs around the UK. So we played, you might have heard of the Edinburgh Fringe in Scotland, mm-hmm. um, a big festival. We played a part of that and... We've played around England too. Um, but we're, we're just starting really to, with school, it's been difficult to kind of balance. You know, I've not been able to really commit full, fully to music because mm. of study. Um, so in the future, perhaps it, it would be something that we might look into. Um, certainly more around the UK, if not, if not spreading our wings a bit more, yeah. Um, we've released a single last year in June, you might know Goodbye. Um, so that's that's had some sort of recognition. Well, some listens at least around the world, I know. So, um, And we've played with bands from other countries. So we supported a few American touring bands mm-hmm. in the UK when they were on tour. So I suppose that would be one way that we could get into doing that. Um, and we're just, we're just working up, you know, um, cause one of the, the places where we did support somebody once, we're now being supported in a few months. So it's just a process of, of patience. And it's interesting. You should say earlier that as opposed to talent, many people are, are it's their passion that drives them. And no, I think, I think you're right there because you need that, that dedication and that commitment in order to, to fuel the, you know, to actually want to do that. And you can tell if somebody's really interested and engaged in the music they're playing or if they're not. You know, if you look at look at children that have been trained since they were five in an instrument and forced to, 
you know, do their grades and they might be a prodigy at 10, mm-hmm. but you can, you can observe that they're lacking an actual love for what they're doing. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, I suppose you could, that kind of relates back to what we were saying there about the machine. If you train a child to be a machine, then it will lack that, that element of heart and passion. But if you view what you're doing in your experience is more of an adventure um, and you enjoy it and you do it because you enjoy it, then that is also conveyed to the audience as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking about that with some classical musician that I met. And um, a couple of them tell me something like this, you know, like, yeah, even um, through the period where they were starting in the music school, um, it was so hard because it seems like to be always a competition uh, against others and against yourself, yeah. you know, because, but uh, um, it it seems to be a lot of the mentality of the school itself like a good friend of mine now she's she's uh playing uh, starting and playing in 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 london and um, she told me you know there is a huge difference in how in uh, in london we are prepared or we are um offered to play somewhere than oh it was in switzerland yeah. and in switzerland seems more like are you really good enough to be there you know when in the new mm-hmm. place it was just okay, we can offer you this opportunity. It's up to you to know if you're ready for that, you know? like So the spirit was different um, and more positive, I will say. Um, and in your, your friends and classmates, how, what, what do they think about your activity as a, as a musician? Well, my school was quite small and I was actually, A-levels are the big exams that that we do here we have GCSEs when you're 16 and A-levels when you're 18 I don't know what the system in Switzerland is it might be similar um but I did music for one of my A-levels and I was the only one in the class so um so yeah um it's not to say that there aren't other musicians but in an academic sense I in my year I was the only one that was really interested in pursuing that um because for me I feel like music is quite I don't know, misunderstood, but like we don't understand it, but it's it's something that's very kind of integral, if mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So it feels very like very human. And I'd like to understand better music in an academic sense, which is why I want to go to university to study music. Mm-hmm. Um at the in part. Um but I mean, yeah, I've always been supported and my friends used to come to gigs and stuff, so that was nice and still do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, yeah, I say used to because we've not had a gig in so long. What with lockdown, it feels like it was ages ago. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, there were choirs and orchestras that I've always done. Um, and really, I'm, I'm a classical musician by trade. The band's something completely different. And that's funny because... You know, to be interested in so many different types of music is is quite quite nice because it broadens your understanding for academic things as well. You know, it's easier to relate to and understand different types of music that you have to study and read about because you play different types of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got my grade eight in piano in January, mm-hmm. so I should be doing some teaching at some point. That would be good. Um, yeah, but that's the thing because I've only done that because I'm so in love with it, with piano and music, but so, you know, but people do the grades just for the sake of doing the grades and I did the grades so I could teach and share Mm -hmm. how much I love music. You know, you need grade eight to be qualified to teach piano here. So, um, so, you know, that was kind of one of my, my motives for it as well as needing it for uni. But you get a lot of people that just see, I've got a friend who got grade eight in guitar by the time she was like 12 and she won't touch it now because her mm-hmm. parents pushed her so hard to, to do that just so she'd be able to say, oh, well, I've got grade eight in this, but she hates it, which I think is a real shame, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, that's the, the purpose of things like that. You know, what they should do is give you a sense of progress and achievement and fuel your interest and not, 
not quash any love that you've had for it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and the arts is something so personal, and you 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 brings out a lot of energy, emotions, and if you if you mm. concentrate yourself only on the technique on or results, um, yeah, it, mm. it's not something that you can uh, you can let's say you can teach it like I can show you something, but then the student mm -hmm. should be like, take it to what, what I've learned, what he learned and use it on his own, on it with his, on, you know, with his own, um, I would say his own personality. Yeah. I think because, because in the end it's really on the person and, and this important. So from what I understood, yeah. you, would you like to become a, a, a music teacher or a piano teacher or something like this in the future or, Or this is just right now, just to think about a possible career. Um, yeah, well, it's um, um, something that I could consider. I'd like to be a composer, really. Mm -hmm. um, so I compose all sorts of things, choirs, choral pieces, orchestral pieces, piano pieces. But I've always struggled with actually reading notation um mm -hmm. i got glasses last year which have really helped actually but my sight reading's way behind my actual playing because i've always learned everything by ear so you know i used to pretend to my piano teacher that um i'd, I'd learned the piece through reading it but i'd just sit and listen to it and copy it um so you know that's that's kind of a new thing and that's a bit tricky with composing because mm -hmm. i've never really written something down That I've written so um so yeah um but yeah it's it's an option um I, I wouldn't really it's it's something that you could use to get money as well as having a good purpose of of spreading music as well mm -hmm. um because obviously that's important um but I, I, I don't know yet I've not really decided yet. Yeah, and you also have time. I mean, you're you're almost you are ready to start this new chapter with the university, and then new doors will open and a new new opportunity. That's I think this is interesting. We are doing this inter interview right now because maybe like <laughs> maybe we could have another one in three years, and, and you will like tell me something different or something new. You know, like I mean, this is part of the process of the also so-called artistic process up um, like try to understand better who you are um, as an artist um, I have to be honest while I was at the university I just put aside all the part about playing live music play music concentrating myself more on a research and and yeah I was more I guess uh, in the library than <laughs> than outside playing guitar but um, and then I I just re-enjoyed it uh, in the last three years, I guess, starting this new job and everything. Um, yeah, in my free time, just bring out my, my guitar, my bass guitar. And uh, in this new apartment, I'm so happy because I have uh, under the roof, I have a, an extra space and I could put like an e-drum without disturbing anybody. <laughs> so that was, that was cool because... Um, I thought that it was okay. I it was something that maybe belonged to the past, let's say. So now I had to concentrate myself on something else. Uh, but now, no, it's it's just a matter of time, you know. Like you just you just understand what is what are your priority in that moment, and then after that, you just mm -hmm. go back doing what do you love. And yeah, that's that's um, that's interesting, but. Um, Back on touring, I hope, really hope that this uh, situation uh, and the whole Europe and world will change soon, or that we will find like a, you know a good balance to um, to hollow hearts, theater, operas, class concert, and rock concert, uh, all genre of music to be live soon again. Um, there will be any places where would you like to to go and visit? And of course, playing it. Yeah, it's certainly not an ideal situation at all at the moment because my friends and I used to enjoy 
going to see the opera at the cinema and obviously that's that's been called off for a while but um I'd love to see around Europe um definitely Italy Germany Switzerland um France you know cultured places um because I think that really um kind of I don't know improves your your experience and your understanding and you know it enriches how how you can interpret music if you've actually seen it in practice so I'd like to go to Austria to understand more about Mozart for instance and mm-hmm. you know Germany for Bach and that kind of thing so I'd like to see around where all the classical um the main classical composers are from um to see what kind of inspired them you know um because mm-hmm. it's all it's, it's one thing to look it up or watch a film on it and it's another thing actually to to see it in person but with the band um I suppose we could go anywhere because it's it's such a, a new and you know accessible for anybody kind of music that we play that mm-hmm. I think you know if you're gonna like it then you'll like it wherever you are you know obviously there'll be people that don't like it but it's not biased to where you're from it's not so much that you know only English people would like it because it's it's very English music or whatever you know so yeah we could we could go anywhere um people often tour around Germany don't they my dad's been to America uh so maybe maybe you know even there mm-hmm. um because the the people in America seem to be very much interested in lots of types of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so big. There's such a, a broad range of interests that we probably fit in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I had a wonderful experience a couple of years ago. A friend of mine um, asked me if I was able to go with them on tour with this band and. Um, <laughs> Like uh, I had the chance to travel with my family as a kid, and but there was a lot of European country that I never seen. Oh, you know, just you just pass by by train, or you 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 just have a stop in between one flight and another, but you don't be you're not there, you know. And um, so in three weeks, I went to Scandinavia, Germany. We went to England. And that was the fun part because I have to drive <laughs> the van on oh, the other side. I yeah. mean, the van was uh, Euro- European uh, matriculated, but yeah, on the other side of the road was a little bit <laughs> tricky at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, fun experience. Yeah. And, and um, this just to say that, you know, I did this experience with 30, you know, uh, be- before I just didn't see much of the world. But then suddenly, thanks to the music, I'll be able to travel, you know, like and combine these two things together was the best things, you know. Sometimes you, I was thinking, oh, you know, my friends have been to the States or the other to Australia like this, and I'm here, I'm studying, I'm missing something or like this. But then, yeah, then you have the chance to also to do all this traveling and and learn something. I, I, I met a couple of, well, not just a couple, a lot of, very nice person there and true in this three three weeks trip that uh, I still I still have contact with them nowadays and so uh, sometimes uh, even this specific situation where we are forces to stay where we are but as um yeah you know even thinking about what you're going to do with your studies you know like um, as I said before priorities but this doesn't mean that you know you you will miss something or yeah well this is i guess this is the interesting part of being active in what you like and what you love to do that it will brings like it's like law of attraction let's say that it brings you those opportunities and experience all together but um do you say you went sometime to the opera what have you seen so they did these live streams that were really good i think what you were saying there you know these traveling opportunities you should accept because you never know when they could be taken away as they have mm-hmm. been. And I've always been really scared to go abroad because for most people, it's just normal. You know, you've been as a kid, but for me, we just didn't, didn't go. 
So I've always kind of put off things like that because I've been scared by it, but you shouldn't let your fears hold you back. And this Belgium trip that I mentioned with school, that was for choir. And I just thought, you know, I'm leaving in the year. So I've got nothing to lose. It's four days. What's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. Um, As it were, coronavirus. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, that got cancelled. And I was actually quite sad because I'd worked myself up to be ready to go. And then, you know, it, 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 it didn't happen. So I was quite disappointed, really. But mm-hmm. people have adapted to, you know, spreading music, um, which is interesting to see, isn't it, how people do that now. So these live streams, for instance, and mm-hmm. virtual gigs and stuff like that. Um, and I know it's not the same, but it goes to show how essential music is to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so yeah, these opera live streams were great. Um, we saw Don Giovanni. We saw, um, yeah, we saw lots. Oh, and we saw the Nutcracker. That was good. That was a ballet. Um, mm. So yeah, classical, intro- classical music's the thing that I'm really, really passionate about, which is quite unusual, I suppose, for my age. <laughs> you know, I'm not all that into what you hear on the radio I'll listen to it <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but know, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to me <laughs> I think the 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 age is not a the, the the fact I think it's the way you get into it you know like if somebody tells you from the beginning oh classical music is something boring or for all people you know you don't get there's a mm-hmm. interest deserved you know like, but if you it's people you yeah. Yeah, but if you if you try to make it attractive or you know like let's make an example you you see like uh, Harry Potter uh, I take this movie because it has a great soundtrack and I think oh you listen to that music you like this kind of music and then then you listen to uh, Tchaikovsky with the Nutcracker and say oh it's kind of similar if you want like this so you you know you try to find this boundary of interest you say if you like that one, you, you will like, like, for sure, this other one, like this. And, yeah, and then if you, even if you see on streaming, but um, looking uh, at the ballet and everything, I think you, you receive a lot of new input uh, that maybe you didn't know before. And uh, I guess uh, in the last two years, I, like, I, I, I was working at the opera here in Zurich, so I saw um, the news knocker, uh, like, six times in a row, you know, like always be there with the orchestra preparing. Oh, wow. to, and, but every time yeah. it was so amazing, you know, it, it's not that you get boring to listen to that. And, and it's, it's great. It's always and, a fresh. Yeah. Yes. And it's cool that you say about the Don Giovanni, because uh, at the end of my high school, uh, I, I brought um, the booklet um, of Don Giovanni uh, for my Italian class and ex- final exam. And uh, so it's kind of dear to me, you know, that at the time you kind of hate it because you, you need to learn it and start it. But then with the time, you, you really appreciate it. And even in that case, I mean, to me, it was interesting because as Italian my mother tongue, yeah, you, you, you see how he's, the phrasing is doing, the words that are used. And um, mm-hmm. and then you also have the masterpiece, the music of Mozart himself. That it's just, if it's just right to that booklet, and and uh, I think this one for me, one of the things that motivated me to go and, and study musicology, um, mm-hmm. mostly for for to see how this connection works. Really, you know, like and. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's good this year, even your idea of, uh, yeah, I would like to go to Austria and, and visit that place where those musicians live because um, mm-hmm. I think as we were tell, uh, we were talking about your band, the inspiration you you have uh, coming from, from where you are right now, um, it was the same for those people, like Mozart lived in, in Austria, Germany and Italy. And so most of this, most of his experience were from, I would say most of creation come from his own life experiences there and the period with that kind of music. And 
it's kind of you you can you can relay a lot a little bit with what you maybe you're creating as a, as a, as as a musician and yeah i think this is this is good to, to try to understand and visualize you see and when you have the chance to be there um you feel it i think i mean i mean i've been in vienna two times always because uh, of the music and there is something magic in some places. I don't know why, but uh, this is it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's partly what makes music so personal too, because it is your individual experiences that, you know, shape how you produce music. Um, and so it's such an individual thing that your own individual experiences and in life influence it. You know, you can't, you can't duplicate somebody's music because it's such an individual thing, which is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, you can never, you can never exactly perform. Well, I mean, even on, as a, you know, on your own, you can never perform the same thing exactly the same twice. Um, but especially not with playing other people's compositions. You know, it, it would, it would only be a pale imitation of what, they intended it to be if you try and exactly copy it, which is partly why I'm not saying that the band try to, to cover things in our own way. We don't, <laughs> you know, which is quite funny because, you know, this, it's just what happens, but you can't, you know, you're better to do things in your own style than to try and mimic somebody else. Exactly. And it can be an influence. You can take influence from, other people's styles of course but you know that's how you learn um but you would never be able to exactly copy what somebody's done you've got to find yourself and your own personality through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. through the music yeah but this is part of the whole process of course of finding also your own way your own sound i mean um mm -hmm. i think there is no other so many other ways to to find it you know like because of course you you get inspired from what come before you and what do you like to listen to and everything and then um i can imagine having um different you are you are a trio so you have three different opinions three different ages like then brings different uh, i always say um influences as an idea as i said before so mm -hmm. it can be just like an interesting melting pot sometimes and yes well, um, I think that um, in the end, playing music um, is one of those uh, expressions that um, I notice that people uh, every day uh, when, I, when, when I'm on train or on the tram, um, people always listen to music. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, makes you think about if you want to share something, if you want to 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 um to let people know how do you feel what would you like to say this is always one of the best media out there and uh, now i'm not talking about how i mean spotify youtube or whatever uh but really the idea of you know i want to to be active in that way and this is something that personally um motivates me doing podcast for example but uh, I think out there, there's um, a lot of people say, no, no, you know, like I definitely want to, to keep doing music because this is the best way to me to express myself. Um, and do you have mm -hmm. this feeling that when you, when you are on stage or when you try to create your own music that you, you really have this opportunity to express a part of you? Yeah, I think it's... it's the best way you can do that is through music or art. Um, you know, that's how you convey, well, your feelings, your thoughts, your philosophy in a kind of nonverbal way, um, which I find very interesting how, how that is able to happen. Because it is, you know, undeniably you do, you know, release yourself to people through music. Um, and I think music is a stronger form of doing that than anything else. And I'm not entirely sure why. And that's what I mean by it's quite misunderstood. You know, it definitely does that. Mm -hmm. But 
why and how that works, we don't really know. But it seems to, you know, open up, well, your soul, so to speak, you know. It's it's a way to share that with with other souls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it almost seems divine. It seems like um, an insight into something, some higher power to me. It seems a way that we, we can access something greater almost. Um, and, you know, maybe music is that connection we have to something above us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I had the chance to work in January yeah, of this year at a live streaming festival. And mm-hmm. uh, it was... It was a while that I never had the chance to um, to be there, you know, in a concert hall and listen to live music, and it was definitely an experience. You know, you you see it with different eyes and ears, I would say, because you know, of course, the the hall was almost empty. It was just a couple of technicians there, but you know, just be there and sitting, just enjoy this just minutes of, of music was um, totally another experience. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, before I had like two concerts a day <laughs> to, to, to attempt and be there, you know, like, and then suddenly mm-hmm. nothing. And it was kind of therapeutic, you know, like you don't really understand, as you said, um, the power of music, um, that mm-hmm. it wasn't not just the melodies and everything, but really, really just, just the sharing of emotion. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, we are in a good way. I mean, here in Switzerland, they're slowly starting. Um, I mean, we are, we are using the summertime and the opportunity to be able to be outside to, to start doing some kind of small concerts, small events. But... Um, mm-hmm. The ways it would be a long way, a long journey to find this balance. But yeah, I mean, all these small things together, uh, you notice that people just reacting a little bit different and they're still re enjoying or maybe they're learning again what doesn't mean listen to music, you know, like <laughs> because before, maybe before it was just something, yeah, it, it, it's there. I can just turn turn on, turn off the radio, and I got it. But now, hopefully, the um, most of people out there just realize a little bit that what in our, in our specific case, music, but of course, arts in general, are really important mm-hmm. for, for, for mind and soul, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I think you can listen to music and you can hear music, you know. It's one thing to just have music on and it's another thing to really engage with it and allow that to happen, you know, that process of the artist sharing with you what what it is that they, they want to share with you. And maybe that's, maybe that's the difference between electronic music and not necessarily live music, but just music that has more of a a message to share you know because machines have no message to share mm-hmm. but people do mm-hmm. and so maybe that maybe that's where that that feeling of not necessarily coldness but but well as you said possibly something lacking you know maybe that is what's lacking that message and that that motive behind actually sharing music you know because machines have no soul to share yeah <laughs> that's it yeah, that's so, so such a nice um, so my thoughts of that, and I totally agree. And uh, this is why um, before I pushed a little bit on this topic about making music all together uh, and not just staying, uh, you know, doing it on your own. Um, still, this this main word of sharing that I think for us musician is definitely one of the most important things that um that's still up there and as as also uh, one of the most important goals for for uh for every artist and and bands out there um Molly we are going mm-hmm. to the end of the episode and uh, I'm I'm definitely happy that we had this chance to talk 
And um, I think that, as I said before, uh, it's always interesting to me to listen to different opinion, different points of view. And of course, uh, talking to a young artist as you are, it's, it's, it's amazing to see the, the idea you have, the passion you have. And uh, of course, I wish you all the best for your, your, your new study and your new, this new opportunity opening up there. And um, yeah, once again, thank you very much to be part of my podcast. Thank you. Bye. Check this out. I close this episode with a wonderful song Goodbye, played by Molly's band Rising Dub. Enjoy! Memory.